And welcome to Control Alt Deplete episode 28 or 29, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember if I updated. But uh, I think it's 29, I think. I don't know. Pretty sure it's episode right. 29. Anyway, uh, I am your host, Buckline, on the left side of the screen, and our other host, Mr. Bioshock, on the right side of the screen. How you doing? Uh, good. It's been, uh, it's been a it feels like a long time since the last podcast. Okay? So, so much has happened here. So. Right. Yeah. But no, I'm doing good. good. Not too bad. I just need to change my mic settings. Yeah. Um, now you can hear me better or now you're just, I can mute that one better. you can still hear me yeah. yeah I don't need double microphones going yeah alright so uh let's jump right into it here uh we have the new weekly reset this week so we have tyrannical entangling and bursting really strong push week for tyrannical uh bursting's the only issue. Uh, if you have yeah. a Shadow Priest, it's a non-issue. Yeah. But, uh... This is the one week yeah. that I would say Shadow Priests are super OP. The best class for sure. Yes. Or just a priest in general. Yes, true. Yeah, any priest. Uh -huh. But yeah. Uh, so, good week. Go push keys. Go out there. Have some fun. Yep. Then, uh, the other thing I want to touch on real quick before we jump into all the tuning is we do have regular flying coming in 10.2 uh, it's going to be the you know dragon isles pathfinder or whatever they want to call it uh i'm not sure is there a requirement to get it is finishing all the dragonflight main storylines so you know i've already got that done i'm pretty sure at least one of my characters well i may not have the newest stuff Easy to get. Um, explore all the Dragonflight zones. That includes the Emerald Dream, whenever that comes out. And reach okay. Renown 15 with all Dragonflight factions, which I've already yeah, got on my Demon Hunter. I don't even have them. I'm not close to that, I don't think. Yeah, you probably, you might have 15s on, on one There's of your no mains. Way. 15's not hard to get to. Well, I just want to do this one. I didn't really do much questing. Oh, you can check all your tunes, see which ones have the highest. I bet you got some that's, that's close to it, at least. Yeah, for sure. So it's for sure close. But yeah, so you'll have regular flying um, for those of you that, for some reason, hate dragon fighting. Um, dragon fighting is better. Now, I do understand, like, if you need to hover in the air so that you're safe. Yeah, I get that. Go AFK from it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it is annoying trying to find a place to level or to, to sit that's safe. When you come back and you're dead anyway. That happens to me a yeah. lot. Yeah. But, uh, yep, we'll have Pathfinder coming out. So we can go after that once uh, 10.2 comes out. Hey, uh, has, what, when does Dragonfly come to Azeroth? Um, so technically it kind of already has a little bit because they've got the, like, the Kalimdor Cup. But it worked yeah. where you just have Dragon Riding races. Um, where you could race there. And then you can't do any dragon riding outside of that. But the way I'm seeing this is if you have dragon riding races available, so you can dragon ride, 
in the old zones, there's no reason why they can't bring... You already have the technology implemented in, so you can drag and ride in the old zones. So, honestly, there's no reason for them not to have that. So I don't know if maybe that's something they're going... They haven't, they haven't announced it for 10.2. Um, but uh, I don't know if they're planning on just doing the racing only, or if they're going to give us all of it. Um, I don't know. I do not know. I know yeah. they've they've data mined a lot more dragon riding races and, and cups for the other old zones, so we'll see what happens with that. But, uh... Interesting. Finger. I want to know, is, uh, is it the Dragon Blood supposed to come to Azeroth at some point, right? They said they were planning on it. Um, oh. Now, I'm, I don't know if maybe when they said, well, we're planning on having dragon riding in the old zones, obviously we all took that as we're going to have dragon riding in the old zones. Maybe their meaning was you're going to have dragon riding races in the old zones. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but again, if you have the technology to do the races in the old zones, you can have the technology to, you already have the technology to just give it to us in the old zones. So, at this point, in my opinion, the only thing stopping them is just them choosing not to do it. Right. So, like, they, they, they've, they've shown they already can do it, so they just need to do it. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, anyway, tonight's episode is going to have tons of talk of tuning. Uh, we've got all sorts of tuning dungeon tuning, class tuning, there's all sorts of stuff. We're probably not going to hit on everything um, as far as no, the classes because there's too hours. much to go over right now. So we're going to hit up the, uh, the a couple of the main classes that we play, and then uh, we'll cover some more in the next episode as well. So if we don't cover your class tonight, don't worry. We'll probably cover it next week. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to you know, jump into that so we can get it get going. Uh, cool. Dungeon tuning. Uh, we had some dungeon tuning come out today, actually. So the notes on that. Pull these up. Uh, a lot just to. Just... Yeah, we're not gonna go through all all that little stuff. This is not the right article that I was looking at anyway. What is this? This is the right article I wanted. What the hell. <laughs> the, the, the patch ten point two. No, DR. this is not what I thought I it was. Like the dark heart ticket changes. Yeah, I just wanted the uh, the changes. Anyway, I know what they are off the top of my head. Anyway, um, so they changed some of the snapping and stuff for um, the tall. The tall yeah, tall Lazar. So the snapping still works as long as they can't actually reach you. But if they can reach you, even if you're up on a ledge that normally that used to snap because that was a big thing in Atal Lazar was snapping all, honestly all of yeah. all of BFA snapping was a big thing um I, so, I, I heard I heard that you can still snap in certain spots yes so what it is is that the way that the snapping now is going to work is that if it is a spot that the monsters can like just run up next to and still be able to reach you they won't snap but if it's a high enough spot that they can't just run up to, they can't, you're out of range, then they will snap after a couple of seconds. Um, so it just depends on, on areas. I, you know, there's maybe people will figure out and testing stuff. Honestly, though, I don't feel like snapping is as big of a thing as it used to be anyway. 
Like, is it convenient? Sure. Is it necessary? No. Um, so, I mean, don't feel like you have to go and snap. Uh, a couple other things that I saw was um, Anatole Zard, the mobs. The, so, so the big, I always call him the triangle boss. I can't remember his name. But it's a triangle boss, the one where you've got right. three, three three totems, things, yeah. and yeah, you got to do all the mechanics of that, and you're Rotate rotating all this. at the same time. Yes, and you're and you're rotating. So the trash pack right before that was always a rough trash pack that everyone wanted to skip because um, it was very very rough. Uh, it was because there were two very difficult mobs in that pack. Um, Blizzard Blizzard did a tons of things to try to keep people from skipping them. Um, during BFA, and that actually just made it harder and more of a requirement to skip. So they finally have learned, and they now are, they're getting rid of one of those two very difficult mobs. So going to be one of those in that pack, which makes it easier. Imaginable. Yes. Another change that they made for uh, the dungeons was Waycrest Manor. I think we kind of talked about this last week as well, what they were going to do with the doors. Because originally yeah. in BFA... Some doors were open, some were closed. Every week was a different route. Uh, and they did announce today they are going to have all of the doors open so you can do whatever route you want to do mm. and just do that route every week. Um, so that's oh, nice, okay. in my opinion. That's what I was hoping they would do, personally. That way I didn't have to come up with three different routes for the same dungeon. Because uh, that's always super annoying, in my opinion, when you have to change your entire route every single week. I don't like that. Um, Wait, Chris... With Chris Manor, this, there's got, I'll let you go back to your thing, but um, I have a there's a couple of bosses I really hate in there. I hate the, the three witches. Yes, that's a rough one. It's an annoying fight, and I don't. I think I remember say the tree boss. You gotta like light on fire or something like that. Yeah, the tree I think boss. It's hard, but uh, I don't really remember it very well. That's probably so, like fire you're gonna walk through or something. So one of the things about Waycrest Manor I felt like is some of the boss mechanics in there are really unique and stuff that you've that they've never really had in other dungeons um, right. so that's one of the things that's interesting uh, it'll be interesting to see people who haven't done it try to learn it <laughs> um, yeah because it was not an easy dungeon by any means let's start pouring all right, all right so um let's see so another change that we have from season two to season three is the uh, the way that the uh, dungeon rewards are going to work? Um, one, all the item levels are like the max rewards are three item levels lower than that what they were this season. Yeah. So that's you know whatever. Uh, you can upgrade it all with myth or with aspect crests anyway, so it's not going to be that big. Still hit forty nine or forty nine. But uh, yeah. one big change is that right now you just have to do 17s, or no, 16s to get Myth Gear. And that's going to change to 18s. So you'll have to be doing 18s to get Myth Gear for Season 3. That's doable, so, I think. Yeah, sure no, that's, that should be fine. Um, then, other than that, that's it for the dungeon tuning. So let's jump into class tuning. So mm. the first thing we're going to hit up on is rogues. Bio is very excited about the rogues. <laughs> yeah. I, I put a lot of work, not a whole lot of work, but I put in some work, get some jot notes down. Right. Um, so uh, yeah. let's uh, go ahead and get started. So take it away. <clears throat> so um, 
this will be quick points because I don't want to make it too long, but for assassination, there's talents in the glass tree and the spec tree that gives you energy, so you can have energy pool of 300 with a 15% increase in energy regeneration. So it's it's a it's a law of energy. So it's it works well with this new ability called Exanduate, Exanduate, something like that. Uh, something. Um, that basically they burn your mana down to increase bleed damage passively is one of them. The other one increases bleed damage by ten by where it takes it down over ten seconds. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just the energy cap just makes it so when you do these draining abilities and new ones, they just do a lot of damage so then you kinda go. The issue with it is is that if you're like playing the one spec where you just it's a so for example, this is, if you have three hundred energy, there's a passive ability that's that takes like six of your energy away every second while it ticks and increases your bleed damage until you get below 150 energy. Now, that being said, you don't get to have like energy built up, it's always ticking away, so it leads to some downtime. But they put in some work this last change and it looks like they've fixed some of it. They nerfed the damage but nerfed the energy required as well, so it's nice. Um, the big one for me that I think makes Assassination contender for Mythic Plus is the new Crimson Tempest. So on live server, it's about 20k up front, and then 20, 20k over 16 seconds, something like that. On the PTR, there's no, there's no upfront damage, it's just pure dot. It's about 85,000 over 16 seconds. So it's a, it's a lot more of an AoE ability, and it helps, because the single target is fine. So having that Crimson Tempest buff is, is really nice and it's needed. Nice. Um, couple more things for assassination. There's an ability called Indiscriminate Carnage. That's what I tell you that I'm mad about all the time. The 45 second cooldown you use Garot and Rupture or spreads to your targets. The new one's a passive, not the actual ability, and it just spreads to your Garot and Rupture free targets when used out of stealth. So it doesn't sound great. It might, it might be okay. I don't know. I haven't really tested it. But it's nice to see the change in it, at least tackling some of the issues. For sure. Um, there's this new ability called Sudden Demise, and basically it increases your your bleed damage straight up by 10%. And when they hit 30% health, it all takes and explodes, dude. Like an execute kind of thing. So that's that's uh that counts for your AOE bleeds. So our Grog Rupture, Crimson Tempest, all that counts for the execute. Um, and the last thing for assassination is the Shiv bleed damage uh, spec. There's an ability on the, the assassination tree that when you use Shiv and hits four nearby enemies, increasing bleed damage you take by like 30% or something. And you can get two stacks of Shivs, so you can have like increased bleed damage up quite often. Um, yeah, so it's the Shiv is, could potentially be a, a little more than just just a uh, a purge for an rage, you can really decrease your damage. Nice. Um, Outlaw Killing Spree got huge changes. It's a lot stronger now. It's not like gonna destroy things, but it's definitely gonna do some good comparable damage now. Um, there's an ability called Upper Handed Upper Hand something, and it basically it's when you have Slice and Dice Up or uh, Blade Fury. You, uh, it doesn't go away when you have a journal it up, it just saves 100% duration, so it just allows for like longer AoE pulls or something, you know. Um, 
Now, it depends on what you spec. Cool blood can be used between the eyes now. On, on the between the eye spell because in between the eyes increases its crit damage by four percent or four times. I mean, this means for bigger hits. Um, there is uh, his talent that when you use between the eyes, automatically bash at the same time. He's spamming your stunt between the eyes and you'll be using dispatch. Which is a lot of damage. I, I, the, the way they nerfed it was that um, they have to use it from stealth or from shadow dance, which is not it's not that bad. Shadow dance level minute cooldown. Um, uh, there's an ability called Sting Like a Bee, which is a group damage increase. So when you stun something, it takes 10% increased damage from everybody in your party. It's just nice for uh, priority kills. The outlaw tier set is pretty good. I haven't, I don't really remember it that much off the off. I didn't really write it down, but it's it's decent. I think the two sets uh, increase your sister strike double, like hitting the a second time, fifteen percent. Uh, a couple things left for outlaws. Ghostly strike is fifteen uh, percent increased damage. It's off the global cooldown, but it's a minute and a half cooldown. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, and then sub, I, uh, I get to test out sub, and it seems like it's going to be very good plus again. Um, Secret Technique's not a must-pick-up anymore. Um, but I think for I think formats plus, you still will want to get it, because it's a strong AoE. Um, just, uh, and I'll skip some of these notes to make it just shorter. Um, the Shadow Blades, the ability that increased your combo point generators by 50% has been changed. It's now in 20% increased damage to everything you do. And while you're attacking, everything that generates combo points gives you full combo points. So you can just like, cheap shot, eviscerate, sensor strike, eviscerate, backstab, eviscerate, like, I don't know, like, you, just, you just spam like your abilities, this is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so there's other things, but I'm, I'm sure I won't go through it all because it's a lot, but I'm sure we'll get some more information and changes and we can talk about that next time as well. Yep. Um, I know there's so. a few road changes today as well. Is there anything on that? Ah, uh, had a chance I, to look through those or not? I, I, I did. I'll pull it up one second. Uh, assassination, there it is. Yeah, so, um, the, uh, Right there. So, Exsanguinate. What's that? How's it pronounced? Exsanguinate. Exsanguinate, that's right. I forgot. Um, so, like I was telling you, like, if you look at Exsanguinate, the first one, it's like all above 150 energy, and your Garrote, Rupture, and Crimson Tempest consume 4 energy to duplicate 25% any damage dealt. That's a, that's, a, that's a passive ability, so it's always ticking if you're above 150 energy. Uh, the the other one, the other exaggerate is uh Looks like they nerfed on... or they they buff I don't know if it's a buff or nerf because it jumped it to where it's over hundred and fifty energy, but it only takes four, it only consumes four energy instead of uh eight instead energy, of eight. But it also only duplicates twenty five percent of any damage though. Yeah. And then the other the other one is the Garot Rupture Crimson attempts consume eight energy, duplicate seventy five percent of the damage, but last ten seconds. So the the first one's a passive that you, you always have, the second one's an on use. 
And then there was the internal bleeding was quite strong actually when I was testing, so they did nerf that too by about I don't know three percent attack power. Um. Yes. That is right. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I forgot before we move on because this is very key for subtlety. Is subtlety has the shroud of concealment buff. So it's if you're in the circle, you get 100% move speed, and if you leave the circle, you stay stealthy, continue that sprint, so you don't like have to be in with the rogue the whole time, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then the the huge thing is probably the AOE kidney shot. So if yes. you guys don't know, the kidney shot is now if you spec into it, it's a 40 second cooldown. It costs uh, 40 energy, 50 energy. And it, it has no AoE cap, it's done, right now it doesn't, it just stuns everything for about, I think it's 6 seconds is the max they had to that. But 6 second AoE stun every 40 seconds, pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I know we've talked about it, I fully expect that duration to get reduced. Like I, to like 3 or 4? Yeah, I don't see them allowing a, three, a 6 second stun for an AoE stun, I just don't see them allowing that to go live. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a little bit crazy right now, but yeah. Yeah, the un the uncapped part is normal. All all, all almost every AOE stun is uncapped as far as sure. target is, but that's normal. My guess is that's going to be capped at three seconds probably. I know right now yeah. it's capped at six, so you know we'll see. Yeah, so that, those are the rogue changes, and then let you go into yours, and we can go into Volker together if you want. Okay, so. Uh... Demon Hunter, I wanted to cover the Demon Hunter changes. Uh, very, very crucial here. Um, essentially, uh, the Demon Hunter changes, huge, huge changes. It is nothing. Um, <laughs> so far, the notes on Demon Hunter are... I'm not there. We're working I'm on not... it. That's the answer. Those are the notes. Uh, we're working on it. They have... Uh, they, they want to improve Vengeance's sigil-related talents, which... I, I don't know, our special value talents are strong already, so... Uh, the tier set bonus for de for Demon Hunter... Um, I don't even honestly don't remember what Havoc's is. Uh, Vengeance 1 is kind of meh. Not great, but... It, it, I could see it scaling decently in Mythic Plus. Uh, just the way that it works a little bit, but... Uh, you know, it's, it's alright. Um... I don't think they're doing too much changes to the Vengeance tree. I think Havoc is where it's really going to be uh, interesting to see what they do, but they have not uh, implemented anything yet in PTR, so we don't know what changes they have. Honest, honestly, I think the fact that they have nothing out yet is a good thing. I Possibly. think they're working on, some, working on something bigger, and they'll release it yeah. probably maybe a couple weeks or something. I don't know, but yep. it's because they're actually continually working on it right now. Yeah. Uh, as far as Guardian Druid goes, uh, no changes announced, which isn't surprising because they just had the massive rework back in 10.1.5, uh, so I wasn't expecting to see too many changes. I think personally they're pretty happy with where Guardian Druid is. I think personally Guardian Druids are fairly happy with it as well. Uh, yeah. I think the tier set bonus, I don't think people are super happy with the tier set for this season or for upcoming the upcoming season, uh, but I also think it's combination of the tier set bonus is pretty good for this season um it's kind of the same same boat that vengeance demon hunter is in vengeance demon hunter 
the tier set bonus for this season was so strong so strong uh so any tier set was going to be a slight downgrade regardless but i think yeah. the tier set that they went with is is kind of bigger downgrade than it needed to be um but yeah so guardian there's nothing really on there yeah uh let's see here monk just a bunch of misweaver changes they haven't done anything with brewmaster as well I will say the tier set bonus for Brewmaster Monk looks very strong. Uh, shores yep. up a, some of the defensive struggles they have. So I know right now Brewmaster is in talks of potentially being one of the top tanks going for, going cool. for the next season. We'll see. Um, yeah. We'll see where it falls. Paladin, Prop Pally, no changes. <laughs> so we're getting a theme here with tanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that nothing is changing with this you know it's good and bad i think some of the tanks need some changes um so uh you know we'll see death knight i don't think i missed the death knight changes yeah they're at the top are there any death knight changes just unholy no blood decay changes uh so then we've got eh, warrior changes uh a lot of pvp changes and again, nothing for prop pally, nothing for PVE for warrior changes. So, you know, uh, that's kind of the state of tanks right now is no changes going forward for the moment. At least I, uh, we'll see if they upgrade or change anything. Um, I haven't seen any other changes, but uh, I'll keep you updated on all things tank as we go forward. What were you going to say? Yes. Um, I was going to bring this up because I don't know if we're going to talk about it yet, but what are your thoughts on the tier sets that are forcing you to play certain talents? Uh, yeah, no, not not a huge, huge fan. Um, I feel like some classes it's okay, and some it's like, why? Yeah, well, and the thing is, they need to... One of the issues that Blizzard has always had is that oh, nobody's picking this talent, we need to buff it and make it a mandatory pick to force people to play that talent. And the thing that they aren't understanding is in certain situations, such as Momentum for Demon Hunter, people are not picking it because, oh, it's too weak. They're picking it because they don't like it. It's not fun. It's not an enjoyable playstyle. Like Momentum for Demon Hunters, that talent needs to be deleted from the game. It, yeah. the, every single expansion, they literally Legion when Demon Hunters were created, the first build, the first, the first main talent selection was supposed to be was momentum. They pushed on it, everyone tried it, everyone said, "Nah, that sucks," and everyone stopped using it. Then we yeah. go to BFA. They tried to force momentum at the beginning of BFA too, and everyone said, "Nah, we're not doing that." And Shadowlands, they forced momentum in Shadowlands, and everyone said, "Nah, we're not doing that." And Dragonflight, they try to force momentum and everyone says, nah, we're not doing that. So I don't know when Blizzard's going to take the hint and get rid of momentum. uh, Because nobody likes playing with momentum. There are people that will play it because it is, you know, part of the top build. But, like, I don't know. They just, that's one issue I think they've had is they like to force people. If, if, If in season A, people aren't using this talent they like to focus on that talent in season B and try to force people to play it. And that's a bad mindset. I think the problem is they they need to look at the talent and understand why people don't want to play it. So like, for example, Momentum. 
What if, instead of it being Felrush, what if momentum was changed so that it was every time you use Blade Dance, you get three seconds of an eight, you know, eight percent damage increase or something along those lines where it's an ability that doesn't fling you halfway across the room. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the issue is momentum causes you to have to move constantly. And in Mythic Plus, it's a terrible play style in Mythic Plus. Uh, yeah. In Raid, it's not as bad. Um, but in Mythic Plus, that's not something you want. When there's Sanguine all over the place, when you have bosses that literally, the more you move, the more damage you take, why would you want to play a playstyle that forces you to move? Like, that's yeah. what I think they don't understand, is they need to look at it and go, why are people not picking it? Instead of just assume, oh, it's not powerful enough, so let's buff it and make it more stronger so you have to play it, or put it somewhere where you have to pick that talent in order to unlock another talent. Um, yeah. I don't know, I think that's that's an issue they have with several different classes, and putting tier sets to force you to play certain talents is not a good idea either. Um, I think I think the other thing is, they, if, if you're going to do that and force you to force people to play certain talents, one, make it a talent that everyone is already using. Um, that maybe isn't like like so honestly like the Vengeance Demon Hunter one. I personally am looking at it going, I don't think it's that strong of a tier set bonus, but like it doesn't really change our playstyle at all, and it doesn't force us into anything we weren't already using. Because all it all it does is it means you have to use Sigil of Flame. But on ninety nine percent of builds for Vengeance, you're already using Sigil of Flame anyway. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think that like that kind of stuff isn't that big of a deal. It's a talent that everyone's using already. Whatever. Um, whenever it's a talent that nobody is using, don't force people to use it. You need to under- look at look at the talent and see why are people not using it. Is it because yeah. the talent is weak or is it because the talent's not fun? Um, I know there's a lot of shamans. I think uh, I think it was shaman. Whatever, I can't remember, I don't know what the tier bonus was, but I remember seeing a lot of people in comments talking about that's awful. No one likes playing with that talent, but now we're going to have to because our tier bonus revolves around that talent. Stuff like that, I think people are not happy with. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm, what's what's your opinion? I don't know if you know of any specific examples or have any thoughts on that. Well. Uh, I don't know. I think some some abilities it's like it's kind of cool because it's kind of already running it it's already, or they're getting buffed and strong so it's nice and new but I think some talents are just like why I don't know yeah like for example I know the augmentation set's actually pretty good um but I don't like the two set at all which is the every third presence lasts 100% longer uh, it's not this bad I just don't like it it's not very fun but yeah, I see the, the, the four set's really strong and it has nothing to do with oh, it doesn't have dust, it doesn't have impressions, but it's like it's not that impressions is a hard place either, it's, it's relatively easy. Um I don't know, there's the DK ability where cold snap, I don't remember what it's called, but it's sort of where like the uh the icicle like jumps between targets and hits them. Um you gotta cha- you made it so you can also bounce off yourself. So it's like, it's like that's cool, because it's like, and it would have sucked in it, single target, so he does nothing to bounce off of, because it just bounces off uh, enemies, 
but um, with like with it bouncing off yourself, you can actually use it as a single target, and then that's fine. But I mean, I I never liked that ability anyways, so I don't I don't like that change. But it's not that weak either. Like, it's strong. Most of these talent trees are strong. Like I can't really see anyone that sticks out there like, oh, that sucks. Like most of the tier sets, they put a good work into it. I think, I think it's good for the majority of classes. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I was just about to ask you before my internet went out there. Uh, so Frost Mage, I don't know if you've seen what their bonus is, but uh, I feel like that's very strong. What's uh, that? Is it? You have the? I don't see the podcast up. Oh, uh, it's because I don't have it shared. It's fine. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, um, yeah. I can look at it right now. Ten percent increased damage to his spiritual spike and having it blow up on frozen targets sounds pretty good. Yes, because I mean, I know glacial spike's a big part of the current frost mage rotation. Oh, it's, anyway, it's it's huge. So yeah. you know, having it become a big AOE damage there from a tier bonus, and then a forty percent chance to trigger brain freeze. Like I feel like that's a uh, you know buffing glacial spike. See, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like a tier set bonus. That enhances the play style that is already being played. That's yep. that's excellent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I, I like I like that a lot. Um, I it's good. I think. Go on. I would say Brewmaster Tank has a good uh, set as well, with the two set bonus Breath of Fire deals twenty percent more damage and heals you for fifty percent of all fire damage. Dealt. Oh jeez, that sounds strong. I don't know if the fifty percent healing is just from breath of fire or if it is like for the direct because i know i know breath of fire puts a debuff on everything so i don't know if that makes... it sounds like it's gonna heal you for the whole thing yeah that's what that's what i'm wondering i'd have to i have to get onto ptr and actually test it out to see yeah um but then it also says for the four set bonus you're attacked uh against targets affected by breath of fire or afflicted by breath of fire, have a chance to deal five extra five percent extra damage as Shadow Flame and each celestial brew also grants a stagger absorb equal to the amount of shadow flame damage you have dealt, causing mm-hmm. damage delayed by stagger to instead be prevented. Which oh, that nice. that's very big for Mythic Plus because yep. the stagger damage is not great for Mythic Plus. Um, Because it essentially just means you have dots on you all the time with stagger. So this would actually just completely get rid of that damage, uh, which would be really good. So I think that uh, we're going to see Brewmaster Monk. The set looks really strong right now. So I think Mm -hmm. we're going to see them possibly be in the top, but we'll see. Yeah, so I think we're touching the mage one again, because I think this is just... I think it's just insanely strong. If you look at the fire tier set, it just sounds insane. So... Fire set when you power blast or flame strike critically hit, which is 100% during combust, you gain searing rage, increase your crit strike damage with 3% for 12 seconds, and you have to 15%. Activating combustion force set, increase critical strike damage bonus with searing rage at 100% for 12 seconds. So you get, you get like, you get your, so I think ideally you get your stacks up to 15%, that is your two set, and then combust, and then it's like 30% increased damage. It's just it just sounds insanely strong again. I hope I don't say I hope Fire's not played in last I'm tired of seeing it being like the best caster. Right. Uh, yeah, the fire set just seems so strong. I, I guess yeah, I think Frost is really good as well. Yeah. 
but yeah, yeah. And then yeah. and then you have the Havoc tier seven bonus, which I remember it once I looked at it. It's the one that forces you to play the Throwglaive build, which again yeah. is a build that most people don't want to play because it's a very complex and hard to manage play style. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't like it, and it looks like it wants us to force us to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's really dumb. It doesn't sound very strong at all. Uh, I don't know if you think it is. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be very strong. I don't know. Unless and, you run, unless you're in the soul rend or whatever, right? The bleed that is it worth? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's gonna force you to to probably talent into the throw glaive build. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. But one thing I do like is the four set bonus. The throw glaive reduces the remaining cooldown of the hunt by 0.4 seconds. So, because yeah. the hunt is just an awesome fun ability anyway. Yes. Um, so that's nice, I guess. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like being forced into going towards the throw glaive build. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we were wanting to go over some uh, augmentation Evoker. stuff. Yes, yeah, some evoker stuff. So, go uh, ahead like and said. start with the. Uh, go ahead and start with devastation, and then we'll go over augmentation to wrap it up. All right. Sounds good. Um. So before I even get to test it, um, people are saying a lot of people are saying it's a great set bonus and it's can really help to compete with other classes in Mythic Plus or rating even. So how this tier set works is when you have Dragon Rage up, which is like your main cooldown, you gain this ability called Emerald Trance every six seconds, which increases your damage done by five percent second up to five times. So it's a lot of damage for whole Dragon Rage. You can keep Dragon Rage up almost like 30, over 30, 30 seconds. And you have like, you know, having 25% increased damage. And then the, the other key part of this is your four set, is that when Dragon Rage ends, after it's 35 seconds of being up, the Emerald Trends persists for five seconds per stack and grants you S burst every five seconds. So that set bonus is actually really good. I'm really looking forward to really playing with it or, stuff now real quick i just want to point yep. out the irony of the set bonus uh when it comes to some of the devastation changes because one of the things that the dev specifically wrote was that uh they wanted to bring some of the damage out of dragon rage and yep. make it less dependent on dragon rage and then they they so they nerf dragon rage but then they take a tier set bonus and buff dragon rage like a ton too. It's a huge buff. Twenty five twenty five percent increased damage. Yeah, so to, like to be fair, they probably did because of the tier set bonus, they probably did actually need to nerf Dragon Rage itself. Um Right. But uh yeah, it is it is just funny that they nerf Dragon Rage because they said we feel it's too strong and it needs to be nerfed, and then they give a tier set bonus that literally just buffs it. Um Yeah. But hey, those are the crazy things that WoW does do. But continue. Well, that was it. That was, that was a two and four set. I think okay. it's very strong and promising. And I think if you can't find augmentation, I think a devastation is a good fit for Mythic Plus as well. Yep. Uh, did you did you touch on the mastery change? No. Um, like the nerf? Uh, not so much a nerf. Um, I, I didn't see it. So for devastation... Um, all the damage is increased by 5% across the board, so mm. that's that's a nice buff. Um, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And then the Mastery Giant Killer is reduced by 25%. Now, right. 
the the key is that the damage no longer falls off the target one or once the target reaches 30 percent health so you're you're not so reliant on them having high health to do more damage um, yeah. it's going to be a more balanced a little more sustained instead of burst which is good um, I think that'll help them out. As I said, that they're reducing the effect of a mastery and adding a health floor to the damage bonus. Um, the goal is to bring some damage out of Dragon Rage due to the Tyranny talent and make Devastation less reliant on hitting high health targets while still retaining the flavor and gameplay of the mastery. Um, that yeah. makes them less bursty in PvP and allows them to be more flexible in raid and dungeon con- content. Um, and like I said, I think to my opinion, the big thing is, is that compensate for that they've increased the overall damage as well which i think is good for for devastation to get a five percent damage increase um that'll help them out you know because out that's just I mean, it's a five percent increase in damage altogether that's 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 excellent to have no matter yeah what. so yeah, i think that'll I agree. help them out a bit like i was um watch this guy plays evoker and his name is kess live shadow um he was playing Devastation the other day with an Augie in his group, and he's pulling, like, and I think in a freehold, the end of the dungeon was, like, 240k DPS. Yeah. It was insane. But, yeah, so I, I like, definitely spots for uh, Devastation. For sure. I think this tier set was really nice, so, yeah. Yeah, I think... I see what you're saying, like, I think very... the, the main reason that Devastation is not being played with right now is just because of how augmentation. strong Augmentation is. That's it. Yeah. I agree. I do. Th- I do think devastation needs some changes to make their their damage a bit um, less bursty and more sustained. Because I know from watching from, from when you were playing devastation, I mean, you would we'd start a pool and you'd open up with five hundred k DPS, and then it tape <laughs> it taper off quite a bit after yeah. that. But you know, you'd get a big giant hit in with everything at full health. And one, it was hard to hold threat against that. Um, but you know, it yeah. just, I think it's better to have a little bit more balance than just that that quick burst, and then not yeah. as much else after that. I agree. I think we should increase the damage of your dragon's breath on a one charge as opposed to a fully charged one. Like right. the, I think the fully charged one is, is good because there's a lot of damage. But the reason why people do the fully charged one most of the time is because then your living flame hits four targets. So, I don't know. I, I think for what dragon's they, breath. Yeah, I thought eruption is the one that causes it to affect the living flame. Eruption doesn't. Eruption not a dev ability. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of augmentation. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So I think. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah. So. And then you said you want to touch on some augmentation stuff as well, correct? Yeah, so I think the two set's okay, and it works well for your four set. But I'll get your opinion in a second, but I think the two set's kind of boring, but the four set sounds pretty good. So um, I'm going to read it out and see what your, your opinion is on the four set. So casting prescience enhances your next eruption with small fissures for each presence you have active, dealing, dealing 110% power. Damage extending Ebonite by 0.2 seconds. So anything so, that extends Ebonite, I'm a fan of. 
<laughs> yes, so for example, if you have pressure up of three targets, I think it's how much you get on. Um, uh, yeah, each so eruption, each active one, yep. Each each fissure, each uh, eruption will give you like 0.6 seconds on ebb and might. So yes, on top of like the second and a half, it already gives. Right. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the four set's really good. The two set's not bad either. It really works well with the four set. But I'm not a huge fan. Of, I don't like. Not that I don't like it. I'm just not a huge fan of prescience. Well, so the prescience thing, um, I like the bonus. I agree, it's probably boring. Yeah. Um, but I. It's but it's make, strong. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna be strong, and I think it makes it a lot more manageable for prescience because it's gonna make it's gonna give you a lot more wiggle room. I think. Yeah. Um, it's going to give you opportunities to have prescience on three targets, but yep. it'll mean that you are almost guaranteed to be able to keep it up on two targets all the time. Yes. Um, so that I think alone, that's nice. Um, so it is almost almost a. It's not really a quality of life change, but it, to me, I view it almost like a quality of life change because it's just yeah. going to make. To me, I think I think the hardest thing, and you probably would agree. The hardest thing, in my opinion, for playing augmentation is balancing out that prescience and trying yeah. to keep it up on two people all the time. Uh, I That's, to me, what I struggle the most with, I feel like, when I'm playing augmentation. So I think that makes it a lot easier to do two targets. And then again, I think the really talented players will be able to do three targets all the time or close to all the time. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, getting three targets should be the goal, but I think you know, as long as you keep up on two people all the time, that'll do fine yeah um and again like i said evan might extending evan might at all i'll take it <laughs> so you know 0.4 seconds 0.6 seconds is what you're looking at there for the, ex the uh extended duration now yeah and it... spell power damage so that would be uh so if you have two that'd be 220 percent, and if you have three that'd be 330 percent. i believe what it sounds like so that would um, be a uh, pretty strong there from a damage perspective yeah because if you have three active and you get 330 spell power damage that's that's pretty huge yeah but uh, no i like the four set like i said I, i'm with you i agree the second the, the two set sounds pretty boring but i i think as an augmentation evoker for one if you're playing augmentation evoker, you're already playing a kind of boring spec anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, but uh, I kind of like it. I like playing it just from a, it's it's a little bit more relaxing. Yes. I also, I also feel like playing augmentation. Um, if you're not very good at WoW, I feel like augmentation is the class for you to <laughs> get in to be able to get into stuff. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's it's just like it's just like the TikTok sound. If if you're doing if you're bad at augmentation evoker, who's gonna know? How, how are they gonna yeah. know? How are they gonna know? They're never they're not gonna know. How are they gonna know? Because yeah. I mean, even if you're playing augmentation right, your DPS on the meters looks terrible anyway. So if you're playing it poorly, your DPS doesn't look any different. That's kind of I I was one of the things I was kind of chuckling to myself about when I was playing it, is like. I am sucking on this, but nobody knows. 
um, yeah, you yeah. don't. You that's the thing with augmentation. You really don't know how the person is performing until the dungeon is over, and by that point, it's too late. You brought me already. I, you carried me through a key. You find out I sucked at it. Mm, too late. <laughs> your uh, your your screen just went all blurry. There you oh, go. Now we can see you again. It's not still oh, blurry. Yeah, my, I actually dragged uh, uh, my uh, white note screen in front of my computer. There we go. There, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I actually like disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yep, yep. So that's kind of the tuning. Um, next week, again, we'll go into some detail on some of the other classes as well. Maybe not all of them. Maybe all but of some. them. We'll see. Yeah, we'll hit up some I of think, them. I think we can maybe. hit up, like, tanks and i can get a well, couple if, more DPS if there's then. any tank stuff in uh, true, we'll true, see. True. um maybe we'll yep. bring in jared and get his thoughts on healers <laughs> yeah yeah but uh no i think uh i'm looking forward to the new season uh spent a lot of the weekend putting together well work week i guess uh putting together a gearing guide with a plan to get us geared as quickly as possible um, they definitely are making it last longer and make it harder to gear up than this season was. That is for sure. Uh, if you want to get full 489 gear, which I think 489 is the max eye level for season three. If you're wanting to get full 489 level, you're talking a minimum, a minimum if you're if you're just doing mythic plus i guess if you're doing mythic raid it's it's going to be faster as well but if you aren't able to do mythic raid but you want to get full 489 gear you're going to have to do a minimum of 16 weeks to get your gear uh, whereas right now you could probably get fully geared in about 10 weeks to be full yeah. max level gear uh, so, you know, it's a big difference. They're definitely trying to slow it down. Um, probably just to try to drag out subs, honestly. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we'll see. The, the other question is this, and this is kind of a little off-topic thing. We haven't really covered the notes at all, but do you think we're going to have a Season 4? Because I've seen a lot of debate as to whether or not we're having a Season 4 during this expansion. Okay, so I'm going to take you back in time a second. <laughs> okay, so um Warlords of Draenor did that with Hellfire Citadel being the only raid for a whole year. It was not well received. And I think it makes people think Warlord is one of the worst expansions. I agree. Now some of the stuff and stuff in the expansion was cool, but the way they handled the seasons was not cool. Well, so to be fair, like, there weren't seasons back then for uh, at least not for not for uh, uh, Mythic Plus or anything. I don't know about PvP. No, um, there's, um, there's no Mythic Plus in Warlords, was there? No, I uh, became a Legion. Yeah, no, there wasn't. That's what I'm saying. There was no Mythic Plus season there. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So they just they just had like the one raid. For, like it was, I don't know if it was a full year. But it was like ten months. It was the same raid. Well, and for... and so the thing is though, that's the same way that it's been for the last two expansions, also. In Legion, you had your final raid, and then it was out for about a year. And in BFA, final raid was out for a year. Because what's what's happened is we've had four seasons, but that fourth season, we don't get a new raid. 
because um, that's what's happened. That's what we did in BFA. Like the last rage was an Enzoth. We never got a when when season three switched to season four. Enzoth came out in season three. The raid was still just Enzoth for season four. Um, now for Shadowlands season four, they did the faded raids, which I think I think they're gonna do that again. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we'll do that again. Um, but but my question isn't isn't will we have another raid? My question is. Will we have a season four, or are we getting the? Because because I've seen a lot of people debating and and thinking, and I don't I don't agree with them. I think for sure we're going to have a fourth season, um, but I think a I lot of what... people, for some reason, a lot of people out there think that when season three ends, we're getting a new expansion, and I don't yeah. know why on earth they're thinking that. It doesn't follow any pattern. Um, they barely got Dragonfly out on time, and quite frankly, there were so many bugs in Dragonfly, worse than normal. It shouldn't have come out for another month or two, in my honest opinion. Uh, so I don't, I just don't see them putting an expansion a year and a half after that one. I think it'll stick to the two-year timeline that we normally do. We're going to have yeah. Season 3. We're going to have Season 4, which will probably be um i mean we'll see maybe they maybe they do have another raid in mind that they're gonna finish up or maybe this will be the last raid that we have i don't know no um, no i personally would think... prefer that they give us a season a, another raid but they may not i don't know uh, but i do think yeah. season four will happen okay so let me give you thoughts on this what if they had a small raid kind of how obsidian sanctum was with three bosses in it or whatever or just the one boss with three mini bosses. What if they had something where it's like three bosses only? Like that was just to like bridge some of the expansion to the next. I I don't know. I don't think, think they'll do that, but I think they could. So my opinion is they need to do more of those three boss raids. Quite frankly, um, yeah. They they well, had like it. Content throughout. Yeah, they had it in Legion. They had it in um, BFA. They had a cataclysm. They didn't do one in Shadowlands, um, but yeah. like I, I think those raids are really fun, in my opinion, because it's, a, yeah. it's not so time consuming. Um, I think you're in and out in like twenty minutes. I, I think the main deterrent for people raiding is that it typically, you know, until it's late in the season, like right now, we did a normal raid the other night in like an hour. Yeah, it's like an hour, but. Oh, yeah. But in, in typically, when you're raiding, and if it's still the first half of the season, you aren't doing it that quickly. It's, you know, you're talking three hours. If you want to raid, like actually try to raid, you're talking three hours, two nights a week that you're doing and stuck in a raid. Um, yeah. To me, that's my, for me, I know that's my biggest deterrent is I don't want to say I'm going to sit in here for the next three hours. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I I need to be able to get up and go do stuff if I need to. I can't just be stuck into something for three straight hours. Um, yeah, that's my biggest deterrent. But getting like a two to three boss raid, you can have that done in an hour. You know, and I think that they should put more of small raids in there like that. And quite frankly, you could almost it'd be a little challenging. You could almost, if you wanted to, for fun, you could take some dungeons that we already have and just take the dungeon bosses and turn them into raids. Yep. It wouldn't be that difficult. You just would change their health <laughs> and that's about it. 
to add yeah. a couple mechanics in or something, you know. All right, I want you to pin on this one too. Um, what if they re-released old raids just for fun, like kind of like Tom Walking, but for raids, like go and do Ice Crown with a and have it be like four wings or something. Well, or you can like so... queue up to like, like a raid finder kind of deal. I don't know about Raid Finder for no, it. So it's not um, saying like, that's going to be Raid Finder, more like the idea of you just queue up for the raid. It's not meaning that's a all far, you know, technically is. I mean, normal or heroic, queue up for it. Yeah, so I mean, technically, they already are doing that because you've got Time Walking Ulduar, Time Walking Black oh, did you Temple, that. Time Walking. Is there one for Mop? They have this Time Walking raid? No. Okay. Is it just Ulduar and Black Temple, or is there another one? I feel like there's so, another one. It's just the two right now, I thought. Maybe. Maybe it is. I thought I could have sworn there was another one they had in there. But um, but no, so like I think what we will see is what they did near the end of Season 1. I think we'll see that again, where they have the time-walking events, where every week is a different time-walking thing for like six, seven weeks. And yeah. maybe they introduce a time walking raid from Legion. Maybe that's the time they expand that. So then three of those weeks, you've got time walking raids to do. Yeah. Um, but I I would say it'd be interesting if they had it open up to like what you're suggesting, where you have Old War and Black Temple, the time walking raids that they've made, have those opened up to do the whole time and not just during that week. Um, yeah, that could be interesting. Um, I I do think yeah. we're gonna see a faded season for for raiding again. Uh, I agree. Unless yeah. unless they have an actual new raid plan for season four, um, that would is be the it, only it... potential change. If they actually do create a new raid, we won't see faded. Is it? You think it's solidified that Firex the last boss? Firex the last boss for this upcoming raid. Ah, uh, but the, the expansion. Oh, I don't think that's been set in stone at all. Oh, hi. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't no. think. Like, I don't think they've said there's... anything about final boss for uh, this raid or for this uh, expansion. Yeah, I know people are saying that. That and I don't mind that at all. Kind of cool the mystery, but like all the other expansions, you knew who you're fighting. That's I, see, though, I don't. I don't know why they do that. I. I personally. What? Like, don't... Let you know who's the last boss. Yeah, I don't think like why well, would you why would you be like so and so is going to be the last boss of the expansion because one you have stuff like what this is again part of why people got mad with Wad is that they changed it so that wasn't the final boss um, and then people were expecting it and then didn't get it and also I feel like it should be a surprise until the raid is announced. <laughs> yeah. That's that, well, so, that to me is what I would. That's my opinion of it. I think it should be a surprise until you announce the actual raid. Now I agree with that to a point. I think certain expansions and their cinematics show you who the last bosses. Wrath Lich King, Lich King, obvious. Um, yeah. Cataclysm, Deathwing, obvious. Well, I would say I would say TBC, but it was not the last boss. But he's one of the close to being one of the last bosses. He's not the last boss? Wasn't Black Temple the last raid? No, someone was. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was uh, kill, uh it was killed Jade in the uh in the subwell. But uh no and I like I get so like in certain raids like that or not raids, but certain expansions like that, 
sure you don't even need to hide who it is like in shadowlands we all knew the jailer was going to be the final boss and yeah you know and and cataclysm we all knew definitely is going to be fine you didn't even need them to tell us that like hello look at the expansion it's deathwing is the big like you have when you have a big bad you know that's you know that's going to be your final boss or at least you would yeah. expect it to be um even in uh although technically in legion like sargeras was the final boss but not really it was like all the stopping the pantheon from bringing him back or whatever stopping argus like i don't know it was a little weird um <laughs> Yeah. But like, who was the final boss in BFA? Enzoth. So like that one was kind yeah. of was more of a mystery. Um, yes. Because I mean they they were trying to, you know, oh you're over here doing this, but secretly you're actually is happening because of all this. The jailer they again tried to do it more of a mystery. As who's the villain? Who's the villain? Who's the jailer? Like you knew the jailer was the bad guy, but they were like, who is the jailer? um so you know that one kind of fell flat anyway but like in dragonflight you don't really have one big bad um and technically we've only fought two of the four like once this next raid comes out that'll be the, the second of the four primal aspects right i think so so, I mean, there's no reason they couldn't have another raid where you fight the last two. Or perhaps, perhaps you fight one of the last two. But, and this is kind of one thing that with the, the cinematic for this upcoming patch, a lot of people kind of feel like perhaps the, uh, the, the primal aspect, the frost primal aspect might yeah. switch sides and, and end up going against the other primal aspects by the end of it. Um, okay. So, because she seems to be the most oh. reasonable of them. So perhaps uh, we've got Fyrak here. Perhaps she joins us to fight Fyrak, and then I don't remember I don't remember who the fourth aspect okay. is. Okay. Who so are the four? Some popped into my head. Go for it. Um, I just had it to my tongue. Oh, it, um, what about uh, Murzon or whatever? I think it's the bronze giant fight's gonna have their evil I... guy be one of the bosses. So listen, I or next expansion, I would absolutely love love it if they bring in Murzon yeah. as the like the like they season four has its own raid and it is all about that you know and it stops off the dragon flight yes however i do wonder if their plans are more to make murazon the big bad for the next expansion maybe yeah i don't know um i also think that they might be slightly hesitant to do dive too deep into the infinite dragonfly and timeline stuff. I mean, they've already started doing it with this expansion, but to a much smaller expan- extent, because that was the big issue people had with Wad. Yeah. Now, for me, it's never been an issue for me. I, I, I look at Wad and go, 
that was a alternate reality in a different timeline. Like that's that's all there was to it. But other people were very very confused by everything that happened there. Um, my guess is, is people who didn't read the books didn't pay attention to the story and were wondering yeah. why we're on Wad. Because um, that's that's the other thing people didn't understand was that I believe, if I remember right from the books, you didn't just Wad isn't just a um oh we went to an alternate reality we also it's 30 years back in time so like the stuff yeah. that's happening in wad it's it's two things people got very hung up on thinking it was either we went to an alternate reality or we went to a back in time and changed the future didn't do either of those things well you did you did both of those but it wasn't it wasn't you didn't change the future because it was it it wasn't oh we went back in time and changed events we went Mm -hmm. back in time to an alternate reality so like it's a combination of the two things so it didn't affect anything in our timeline until they built their portal to come over to our timeline um that was the that was the actual interaction with our timeline yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I still am hoping for a South Seas expansion, not a Mers expansion. But I do, I, I think, I don't know, I feel like you could definitely do an entire expansion based off the Infinite Dragonflight. I just don't know that they will. Perhaps we had dragons already. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to do two. Like, I feel like if they want to wrap up the Infinite Dragonflight storyline and Murazon's storyline, this expansion is the one to do it and not have its own one because it does feel weird to do back-to-back dragon-focused expansions. Right. Um, but uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just don't think they're going to. I think I think they'll wrap up or just leave the Murazon storyline for some later expansion down the road. Who knows? Yeah. Um, what I kind of don't want to see it do, and something they tend to do on a lot of things, is wrap up major storylines in dungeons. I don't like that. Even if it's uh-huh. a mega dungeon, I don't like that. Make your raids, make your actual campaign, wrap up the big storylines. Save dungeons for smaller stuff or parts of it. Uh, that's one thing I never cared for. But, uh Yeah. Uh, I, I, my, I honestly think we might have a fourth raid. Um, hasn't been done, hasn't been done in a while, but I think there's a chance. And if it gets announced anywhere, it's going to be a BlizzCon a bit. Well, I, I think we're going to get an expansion announcement at BlizzCon, quite frankly. Well, I think so too, but they yeah. kind of show us what's going to wrap up the end of this expansion too. Well, so, so nine point or 10.2, excuse me. 10.2 is going to come out probably a month right, and a half, two months. Well, it's probably going to come out right before BlizzCon or right after BlizzCon. So I mm. don't see BlizzCon being very 10.2 focused. Right. Um, but I also don't know that I see. I, I see. I don't think they're going to give us information for 10.3. At BlizzCon, if anything, it would be a ten point two point five. What are our plans for that? And then the expansion announcement. That's what I'm expecting at BlizzCon. Um, yeah. The other thing is this. 
this is actually what I'm saying. I just this just came to my head. I'm almost now going to for sure say that 10.2 will be early November because if they do it in late October, the problem then is you have an entire race for world first and giant patch releasing the same week or the week right before BlizzCon. Blizzard's already very busy <laughs> with BlizzCon. I I think you're going to see BlizzCon happen. They co they they you know BlizzCon ends and then they go back and then the following Tuesday or maybe a week and a half after BlizzCon, then we have the new patch because they're not going to want to have their focus be on both BlizzCon and a new raid and everything. They're going to want 100% of their focus on BlizzCon and then 100% of the focus on 10.2. So I'm, I'm dropping yeah. my prediction that it'll be end of October, and I'm going to say that it'll be, unless they do it early October, I just don't know they, I don't know that they have enough time to get everything done. Yeah, a lot of October. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it'll be, let me, let me get an actual day estimation here. I am going to guess September 10th. Or not September, I'm an idiot. Um, I'm going to guess November 14th or November 7th. One of those two. November okay. 7th would be right after, it would be the Tuesday after BlizzCon. Because um, BlizzCon, I believe, is November 3rd and 4th. So okay. I'm going to say the 7th or the 14th. That's when we're going to get 10.2. Cool. Um, I don't think they can push it past the 14th because then you run into Thanksgiving issues and you get everyone mad again about holidays and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing 7th and 14th. One of those two. Anything else you want to get me to go off on tangents on? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of stuff. I don't think so. I think, what do you think? Uh, season 4 dungeons, all mega dungeons again? I think they'll bring in some old dungeons. No. I, so so that is something that's interesting because I know there's some theories floating around because this so season three the only dragon fight dungeons we have are the two mega dungeon wings which we haven't right. had mythic plus so then the question is is season four going to be all different stuff or or is season four going to be just dragon flight dungeons no old dungeons that'd be cool so yeah, I, I like I, I like that. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see if they do it that way or not. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. What happened? There we go. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll have. I think for sure we're gonna have four seasons. I don't even know why people are acting like we're not gonna have a fourth season. Like it's up in the air because I just I don't see any I don't see any way that we have an expansion as soon as the end of season three. Um, yeah, I just don't see it. But uh, yeah, I think that's about all I've got. Anything else that you've got? Nope, I'm I'm good. All right. Well, uh, without any further ado, um, oh yeah, weekend wow. What was your weekend wow like? Uh, just key 1617s on my rogue, my evoker. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, get my rogue ready for my work. And get ready to play evoker because it's been a really, I it's up there for my one of my favorite classes in the game. Nice. So it's nice to play it and 
I'd like to get some devastation at some point, but I'm just happy with augmentation too. But yeah, just roguing Volker stuff. Trying to finish gearing my Volker's 442, my Rogue's 440 now, so. Let's slowly get enough there. There we go. Get you yep, at 447 before season 3 starts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what about yourself? Oh, pretty much the same. Did they, uh, keys and trying to get stuff geared. Human Hunter is uh -huh. still looking for my trinkets, man. That's all I got left. <laughs> I've got everything 447 max leveled out. I just got what do you need? 441 trinkets. I need, I need, uh, Festering Splinter and the Harlan's Loaded Dice, but they got to drop from the vault. Oh. Um, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> the trinkets are very yeah. difficult. That's the, that I feel like is the hardest thing to get now uh, from the vault, which I'm pretty sure I had a Loaded Dice myth level at some point in the vault, and I think I took a tier piece over it, and now I'm like, I think maybe I should have taken for the dice. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, we'll see. Hopefully I can get those before the end of the season. I mean, quite frankly, 441 is fine for those anyway. If that's all I'm able to get, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Cool. So, anyway, uh, you all know the socials by this point. They're up on the top of the screen if you need them. Files are over there on the top of the screen if you need them. Feel free to hit us up at any of those. Comment on the podcast whatever and uh maybe if you have any suggestions any classes you want to hear about the tuning you want information on whatever let us know we can look into those before the next uh, podcast yep. and we will catch you all then later later <laughs>